What's going on? The Grave Consequences Podcast. This is your boy Shane Swerve Strickland, but secretly, some people might refer to me as Killshot from Lucha Underground. I don't know if it's true or not, but I'm doing a nice little drop for you guys. Thank you guys for supporting the Swerve brand. And I hear that y'all doing a Lucha Underground review on the Social Suplex Network. Man, y'all might have just stumbled upon the best match in Lucha Underground history, in my opinion. You know, Killshot versus Dante Fox. We made history that night. And to this day, I don't think anybody has been able to top what we did in that match in any other promotion across the industry. That match still, still holds a great place in my heart. And, of course, Fox would definitely agree with me. So... Thank you guys for reviewing a wonderful, wonderful, amazing, one of the top five matches of my entire wrestling career. Hope you guys enjoy it. This is a drop. Shout out to Grave Consequences Podcast. Enjoy the show and be confident in everything you do. And thank you. Thank you for supporting whose house? Swerve's house. Hey there, folks, and welcome back to the Grave Consequences podcast. Of course, my name is Caleb Baldwin, and you can follow me on Twitter at I am Caleb B. That's I am Caleb, and then another B. Follow my friend, co-host, and producer Greg at X Maserati. Follow the show at GC underscore Cast. As always, check out everything else here on the Social Suplex Podcast Network. A bunch of great shows, and especially if you're on Apple Podcasts, make sure you rate, review, and follow. Each follow and uh, rating is appreciated. And with that, folks, we are here for Season 3, Episode 15 of Lucha Underground. The working title of this episode was In Las Sombras. Uh, it's Spanish, of course. What does that mean? I didn't look up a translation, of course. Why didn't you? You're supposed to be the bilingual one. I am a touch bilingual. Let's see here. Oh, my goodness. If I could spell, that would help out. In the shadows. In the shadows. Interesting. Okay. Yep, absolutely. That's an awful title. You're an awful title. You know it's a better title? No. No, you do. You totally came up with it, bud. I'll I'll let you shoot it if you want. Okay. Pow! Right in the kisser. I mean, this is all heavily influenced by the first match, which is amazing. Oh, absolutely it is. Absolutely it is. Uh, guys, it is Monday, April 25th, and we're going to get right into it. Also, by the way, I forgot to mention, check me out every Wednesday night, right after AW Dynamite, on Eddie and Caleb's HeroCast. Uh, the day before this episode comes out, we will have reviewed... Captain America, the first Avenger. Haven't actually recorded that episode yet, so uh, look forward to watching that movie for the second and a half time and uh, going through and reviewing. But, Greg, we're going to skip the pleasantries. We're going to get right into it. Even, like, I didn't even write down anything from the intro. I think they just went right into the first match, if I'm not mistaken. I believe so, yeah. Yeah. Which, we have our third Battle of the Bulls. We have... Killshot versus Dante Fox versus the Mariposa versus Jeremiah Crane. The first sentence I wrote down. It's not even a sentence. It's one word. Chaotic. Yeah, this match was uh, probably the 
highlight of what I enjoyed about Lucha Underground. This is kind of what I remembered when I thought about liking season two yeah. and parts of season three. Like uh, Jeremiah Crane, uh, what's his name in TNA and everywhere else? I know Solomon Crow in NXT, but. Sammy Callahan. Sammy Callahan. Like he was, he fit so well into Lucha Underground when he first showed up when they teased him. I remembered him from NXT and I'm like, eh, he's all right. But I didn't know how he wrestled outside of that. And it it was a welcome addition. Like this was just so many pump kicks, super kicks. Just, I loved it. This was a good time. Yeah. His style fits in well, but also his aesthetic, like that grungy, just kind of grimy aesthetic, like Sammy Callahan. There's nothing polished about him. Like he's very much, a raw guy you know very it's almost like a strong style like a snappy strong style yes like benoit without the submissions yes absolutely i would agree i would agree uh there was a tower of doom spot into a pile of chairs and uh, i believe was it dante fox or kill shot that almost got a leg in the back kill shot yeah i i was watching that i was like uh they didn't bother to move it either i think they just knew exactly where he was going to land but I don't know. It was a little too risky. <laughs> yeah, a little bit, a little bit. But that's not the worst thing Killshot's going to do this season, as we all know. It could have been, though, but no, yes. it's not. Yes, it could have been. Uh, actually, at one point, Killshot takes a butterfly effect from the Marifosa on a chair. And of all people to save the uh, pin, and he's not only just, you know, saving the pin to save Killshot, he's saving it to save the match. So there was an ulterior motive here was Dante Fox. Nice little bit of a coincidence, you know? Yeah, they had... Uh, Dante Fox is great, too, in this as well. Yeah. Uh, he's got the great strikes. And it, it was surprising... Well, I don't want to get too ahead of myself, but it, it was... A, a lot of people stood out in this match. Like, Mariposa, it, it, people are going to remember her match against Sexy Star, but she was incredible here. She almost got the win. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. The Mariposa, like, showed out in this match, for sure. And she seems like she's even if <laughs> I am I am I shitting on Ivelisse too much? <laughs> uh, I mean, I can tell you definitely have an axe to grind. I just feel like she's probably now like I, I would just put sexy above her, Taya, and now Mariposa. I could I could maybe be talked into that. Yes, yeah. Well, who, how would you rank her? I mean. Well, first and foremost, Cobra Moon is at the very bottom. Yeah, this she's still kind of green, I think, at this point. She is, yeah. She got much better. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, yeah, I would definitely put... I'd put Taya above each of them. Mm-hmm. And then I'd probably go Sexy. Mm-hmm. And then I might go Tie 3, uh, Tie for third between mariposa and ivalice but i could be talked into tie or not pardon me um mariposa alone in the third spot on that and i and and the thing is there's only like five women in in lucha (laughs) grand so i'm not really shitting on her six if you include katrina who has not yet had a match on the show no uh, you know what if we're including performers also all of the triad which only had one match and i don't think they're ever going to show up again now I'm going to exclude them, but I would say the worst is probably Savannah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But hey, um, 
Jeremiah Crane hits a brain buster on Dante Fox. Dude, that brain buster was nasty. It was almost like a DDT. Yeah, it was. It was, ugh. Yikes, dude. It was rough looking. Oh, for sure. For sure. But yeah, uh, he gets the uh, gets the win as well. After the match, Dante Fox is kind of sort of starting to come to, but he's still not on his feet. And Don, or pardon me, Killshot sees him in this position, thinks about putting his hand out, and then decides, fuck that. Kicks Dante Fox in the face and then hits the Warriors Way foot stomp on him. Good for you, Killshot. What was the move that uh, Ichabod Crane used to uh, pin AR? Who the? <laughs> uh, Headless Horseman. I wrote down Brain Buster. Was it the Brain Buster? Okay. Yeah, it may have been a different variation, but it was essentially a Brain Buster. No, I was just I was just trying to remember if it was that or a different. I know what you're talking about. I remember that. Yeah. It was a good. It was a. I don't know. I'd have to trust someone to give me. <laughs> and, oh. and, he wasn't hurt, but I would have to trust someone a lot to take that kind of brain buster. Anything that's like you're even going to simulate like head trauma, like I have to trust you a lot for sure. Yeah. But hey, after that, you know, we got just a refresher here. We do have three of the four bulls um, confirmed so far. Jeremiah Crane and, of course, after last week's matches, Cage and the Mac. Who do you remember who Cage or uh, not Cage? Do you remember who I, I'm forgetting the Max match? Who was in his? Uh, Marty if, Demoth, Mil Moritas, and El Dragon Azteca Jr. And oh, oh and that's when uh, Matanza yeah, pulled up on it. Okay, destroyed Azteca. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Ty is filming the documentary in the back with uh, Jack and PJ. And they're just there having fun, and Ty is trying to ask a question, and the, the boys decide to do some air guitar. And <laughs> Okay, so I love how this is like the one instance where they don't add the air guitar sound in post. <laughs> and PJ and Jack actually make a joke about it. Yeah, I think they were trying to allude that she's not very good at editing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um... <laughs> Johnny comes in kind of pissed at the boys. He's like, you know, sexy's breathing down my neck. Like PJ, you failed. So you guys are in the battle of battle of the bulls. I need one of you two to do your job and win. And if you don't, you're out. So they've been given an ultimatum. And I, and I, he, he, I think he means the whole thing, but yeah. Uh... It's kind of well, a big yeah, ask. Probably he probably wants like a a finger poke of doom situation. Who wouldn't? Exactly, exactly. After this, we cut to sexy star who's doing some boxing type training, and after her training is done, she opens her locker and she sees a spider. You know, it, the the one takeaway I had from this segment, besides it was too long, yeah. was that. I think that was the only time we've seen the women's locker room. Like she walks into an area where all of a sudden the lockers are all pink. Yeah. Graffiti on it. It says Latina on it. Yeah. So I think that, I think the women's locker room is actually right next to the, like, I think it's attached to the men's locker room. Mm -hmm. Not much Mm -hmm. privacy. Sorry. Did you say privacy? I did. I wanted to be fancy. Damn it. I thought that, is that like a, is that like a DMV type of thing? You guys say privacy? 
No, that's like a European thing, I think. Okay, fair. European. That sounds right. That sounds right. I was just thinking, like, I know people in Philly say uh, attribute rather than attribute. I think it that matters if it's a, um, a verb or a noun. Like, if I attribute something to you, or if it's my attribute. No, no, no. I've heard. I've heard. Um, They're just doing it wrong. YouTube streamer. They're just doing it wrong. They attributes. No. Yeah. That's wrong. Yeah, I agree. I agree. But uh, Philly also sucks, but whatever. Um, <laughs> enough about Philadelphia. Let's talk about Cobra Moon versus Drago. This match was short. Drago absolutely dominated when Pindar showed up and destroyed him. And then a few other people show up, I think. Yes, Phoenix and Aerostar show up, oddly enough. So we got like a three-on-two situation. And really, it's three-on-one because Cobra Moon's not doing a damn thing. No, she's but, just had a match. Well, yeah, but still. Come on now. They dominate Pindar and then Vibura. Vibura. Damn it, I'm saying that wrong. Vibura. Vibura. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. You'd think you're the one taking uh, Spanish lessons. Um <laughs> Vibra shows up, and this was the birth of the Luchasaurus name. I th- and I, 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 we, we talked about that before we started. I wasn't sure if he was on the indie scene. I'm pretty sure he wasn't. Yeah. If he was, I don't think he was over like that. I want to think because we've done no research because we're professionals. Yeah. Uh, it sounds like this is almost where he got the idea to go by Luchasaurus because the crowd just starts chanting Luchasaurus. What well, 100 it is. I actually uh, listened to. This was a couple of years ago before the debut episode of Dynamite. Luchasaurus was on Talk is Jericho. And he had said, well, Vibura is uh, trademarked by them. But Luchasaurus isn't. So let's go by that. Well, thank God you saved our podcast. <laughs> yes, I did. But yeah, they start dominating Pindar. But then Vibura shows up and absolutely just just kills the trio's champions, man. Like all by himself. Do you know how tall Luchasaurus is? Because he looked huge. Too tall is the short answer. Yeah, he's pretty tall. Like he looks like the Undertaker to those guys. Well, I mean, you've got to consider those guys are short, but yeah. I know Aerostar is. I thought Phoenix was a little bit taller. I don't know. I feel like I might be taller than all three of those guys, but really, uh, oh, just, wow. I mean, I'm five ten, so I'd say it's possible. I just thought Phoenix was. Uh, I thought Phoenix and Pentagon. Well, how how tall is Kenny? Kenny Omega. Yeah. Not Kenny King? No, no. <laughs> Kenny Omega. Well, for what it's worth, uh, Luchasaurus Vibura is billed at 6'5", so he's probably a shoot 6'2". But Kenny is billed at six foot nothing. He's not six foot. Yeah, he's probably 5'10". He might be shorter. Okay. You're telling he's- me I'm taller than, than the belt collector? Well, how tall is Mox? Because Kenny looks up the Mox. Okay, we are going down a rabbit hole and we need to stop. <laughs> I'm trying to gauge people's heights here. Yeah, we can. I feel like we don't need to do that on the air. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> well, I'll just get to my point. I think Phoenix is a 5'8". Yeah. Phoenix might be 5'8", you said? I think so. Oh, maybe. Maybe. But yeah, uh, Vibira dominates the trio's champions. And... Drago gets kidnapped. As one does when you live lawlessly. 
Like, who are you going to call? Yeah. Someone stole my dragon. Okay. Exactly. Exactly. Not only, but I mean, okay, look. <laughs> it's an underground maybe, fight club. <laughs> look, maybe they should lawyer up because, I mean, Johnny's lawyered up and look how that worked out. Pretty good for him. Yeah, exactly. So maybe they should lawyer up. Like, yeah, they stole my pet dragon or my friend dragon. Um, you they know. Should- they should have like an angle in in a wrestling promotion that doesn't give a fuck where a wrestler like a heel wrestler stays like he keeps the the, the face away uh, by just having a restraining order and that's how he buries him like he buries him on purpose yeah. like he even says it on the like on a mic like I'm burying you because you're 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 restrained from the from the ring so he just can't show up for like a month. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I like it. I like it. After this, the Mariposa is walking by Sexy Star, and she <laughs> pulls her hair. It was kind Why? of a weird thing. That, like, yeah, she was. She already lost the fight. I guess she's just trying to be a, a shitty bully still. But yeah, yeah, exactly. That's like that's like middle school level like bullshit right there. Yeah. Sexy Star accuses the Mariposa of leaving a spider in her locker, and Mariposa says, like, even if I did leave something for you, it wouldn't be something as ugly as a spider. It would be something as beautiful as a butterfly. Yeah, these people get their butterflies. It, it, it's, it's the moth tribe, so I don't know why they keep saying butterfly, but whatever. I only thing I wrote down about this whole segment was Sexy Star was all hopped up on Mountain Dew and channels her inner Kyle and punches a hole in the drywall. She does. She does. And they're trying to um, tell us, the viewer, like, hey, like, Mariposa would have a concussion if Sexy Star wanted to punch her right now. I mean, you could say that about a lot of people getting punched. I, I don't know. I, I tuned out of the Sexy Star segments. <laughs> I understand. Up next, our main event of the evening. It is the last of the Battle of the Bulls. Jack Evans versus PJ Black versus Son of Havoc versus Angelico. So we've got two um, uh, two thirds of former trios champions in this. Of course, the uh, two thirds of Evie and the Rippers, and then two thirds of the Worldwide Underground. Um, not not much to say about this match in particular. They do the whole finger poke of doom thing, but we'll talk about that. But Matt Stryker decided to refer to Angelico as the longest competitor. <laughs> Missed that. Do you mean tallest, Matthew? <laughs> well, maybe not. Maybe he doesn't mean tallest. It might have been making a dick joke, huh? Maybe not a joke, but <laughs> Matt Stryker just says things sometimes. He, yeah, he was... It's one of those, it had to be word vomit because he didn't say it in a joking manner. He wasn't going for the ha-has or anything like. No. He just said, oh, the, the longest competitor, Angelico. Like, Matt, you're like a teacher. Like, what what are you doing here, man? I, I mean, I know you taught math, but still, like, come on, dude. Yeah, he, uh, it's pretty clear when he's trying to do jokes. Uh, yeah. I, th- I think you're right. It's just word vomit. He was just didn't want to say he has the the you know the range advantage he wanted yeah. to say something differently and he he, he succeeded I, yeah but i mean you know you're trying to reinvent the wheel here just be like yeah and helico has reach reach on these guys like say that you know <laughs> you I mean but you're kind of you, you're kind of preaching to uh 
an empty room with Matt Stryker. He's just going to... The best parts about Matt Stryker are also sometimes the worst. Yes, they can be. Yes, they can be. Uh, Not much to say about this match. The story here is PJ Black and Jack Evans struggling to work together for quite some time, until they finally do. And PJ Black lays down, begs Jack to go pin him, and then PJ rolls him up. Yeah, I mean, it it it's it was a decent match. I don't want to be too hard on it, but it wasn't yeah. much of a main event. No. Because it was in the main event slot, but it just wasn't a main event. Yeah, it wasn't. No, you're right. It wasn't. And if I'm not mistaken, I believe PJ extends his hand to Jack Evans and then pulls it back on him. After the match, I mean. I must have missed I, I it, it was such a, and, and this is the thing, it wasn't a bad match. It was just such a nothing match. That, you know, even even the spots, the only things I I, the only two spots I recognized were uh, the the superplex to the outside because Jack Evans, no one caught him. Yeah. And he was the guy taking the superplex. He landed on a chair, apparently, according to Matt Stryker. So that was a little scary. And then uh, when they're doing a fault, they're doing like a a, a tag team fall away slam. I forget who they're holding. And they keep calling it big dump, big dump before they throw over the ropes to the outside. Uh, so it was just them being buffoons uh, the whole match, which is funny to me, but uh, it's it's a 45-minute show. <laughs> we were nearing the end, so <laughs> I was kind of tuned out. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So your uh, final four in the Battle of the Bulls, which will be elimination format. You got PJ Black, Jeremiah Crane, The Mac, and Cage. What a crop. What a crop of beef, you know? It could it it already sounds like it could be it's got a great mix of of different types of wrestling. Yeah, you got a couple of brick shit houses in there in the Mac and Cage. You got uh, the wacky, stocky Jeremiah Crane, and then you got the uh, the the high flyer in PJ Black. Yeah, they can. They're the guys that, especially PJ Black, he's the guy that can go in there and wrestle with anybody. So you got him to be the glue. Uh, Jeremiah Crane's gonna get the strikes in for everybody, and then you got Cage and the Mac to just brawl and beat the shit out of people <laughs> yeah absolutely absolutely after this we cut to el dragon azteca checking up on Rey mysterio azteca says i know my destiny i have to kill matanza and ray basically says no that's stupid <laughs> he's like what the fuck yeah it's like what do you mean that you're he's like why you you had one run-in with him and it's like you're gonna he kill just, a man <laughs> yeah he's doing the whole like, fucking pokemon i want to be the very best like no one ever was like that bullcrap like that mantra well let me let me ask you this who does he think kills his like if he thinks matanza killed his master then it may make sense i guess he's not know that lotus killed his master that's what he thought when he fought her at ultima lucha yeah, and wanted. I, I don't. As far as I know, I don't remember any new evidence coming in shown to him to show that it wasn't her. Yeah, the only thing that's happened is Pentagon needlessly interfered, broke both their arms, and then got his comeuppance. Yeah. So I, yeah. I is he saying that because he now thinks Matanza killed his master, or is he just like you know anyone that runs into my matches must die? I'm a good guy. Maybe. Maybe I don't know. You kind of have to turn your brain off with this storyline. It could just be like, you know, well, the Cuetos have it out for the Aztecas, and Matanza came after Ray, and Matanza came after me, so now I got to kill him. 
Yeah, you're probably right, actually. That makes more sense. Yeah. But hey, guys, that is the episode. We're going to grade this. And boy, this was such a mixed bag. It wasn't bad. It was interesting. But with that said, I'm going to give this a C+. You know, the funny thing is I was taking my walk earlier and I was thinking, I was like, you know, I don't know what to grade this because the first match I give a B plus, but the rest of the show is fine. Yeah. So I think I'll give it a C plus too. Yeah. C's get degrees around here. Um, Folks, that is the show. We thank you for listening. And uh, just remember that if uh, a six foot plus tall dinosaur tries to kidnap you, you may suffer grave consequences.